Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Ch- Ch- Chopper Pequenel. Uh, what's the thing that Luke normally does? Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Did I do it yeah. right? I don't. Th- does he usually say Swaff Nation? I think he does. I, I kind of phase out whenever he starts talking. Yeah, it's true. Me too. So this is weird. It is weird. I genuinely said to Andy before I came in here, mm. I feel like I'm cheating on Luke. Because <laughs> usually, if he's not here, mm. I just don't bother doing the podcast. <laughs> But we, you know, he's away for two weeks. He's walking around Peru. Mm-hmm. Selfish. I don't entirely know why. But he sounds like a weird holiday. I know. Wouldn't be my first choice. And he said know. he's not going to listen to this either. No. Because he won't have uh, internet connection out there. Screw but he you, did Luke. a walking holiday in Canada. A walking holiday in Peru. Do you reckon that's exercise? That no. no. No, 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 <laughs> no. It's not intentional. He's, he's going on a tour. Mm-hmm. It's like a, to see the environment. Right. The walking is a byproduct. It's not a conscious. It's not a conscious decision. Intention. Part of it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Where we'll, do you we'll sit on the on the walking <laughs> debate? See, I've said this on an NXT <coughs> ramble, but you don't listen to those. So it's a Mark show. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll try not to repeat myself too much. But basically, walking is exercise. Cause, basically, because c- c- it is. Ah. Um, if you like the full story, I'll keep it brief. But. Uh, People who listen to the NXT ones would know, but I used to be a personal trainer back in the day. Um, and the guy that trained me, um, it's just a scream, Randy. Uh, the guy that trained me back in the day. Andy, just to uh, explain that, Andy has knocked the monitor. He's knocked a wire. He's probably thinking he's broken the, the whole PC. has now gone off. It's just a loose connection at the back it's of the monitor. It's a loose connection at the back of the God monitor. God damn it, guys. Five minutes into Luke Come not on, being Randy. here. Everything's breaking. Everything's going wrong. There we go. Well done. Just don't touch it ever again. Yeah. Problem solved. Bated breath while it doesn't turn back on. I think you might have knocked it out again. Come on, Randy. Wiggle. Wiggle, wiggle the, the cables. I think it's the one on the right out of the two. You want to you wanna wet your fingers before you touch the electronics, Andy. 
<laughs> to, to improve I the. I think it's the HDMI cable. To improve the connection. I mean, it could be. Yeah, it is. Also, where's our picture gone? There we go. <laughs> Here we are. Back up. There we that? go. Oh no, oh, you ruined no, it again. It's gone again. No. Okay, while Andy does that, because this, this is, is terrible audio, audio content. content. Anyway, he used to be a personal trainer. Used to be a personal trainer. The guy that trained me uh, <coughs> was pretty good. He's trained people like John Travolta, Keira Knightley, Brad Pitt, like pretty like Hollywood A-lister type people. So he he knows his stuff basically. And Pete Quinnell. And me, yeah. Um, well, no, That's he didn't. A weird list. Well, he didn't train. He, when I was getting my personal training qualifications, he was the guy who like taught us our stuff. But those are clients that he's had as a personal trainer. So. Uh, but one of the things he did was he told a story of a client he had once who was a rather large woman who had problems just like getting around as a whole. Mm. And her, uh, one of the first sessions that he did with her was put up two chairs at either end of a room and just said, stand up from that one, walk to the other, sit down, stand up and walk back to the other and sit down. That was the whole session. And that was really great for her. She was sweating buckets. She was like struggling. It's exercise. <laughs> it's exercise. I've got two counterpoints for this. Okay, go for it. So I think in that scenario, mm-hmm. I said this as well, because yep. I think Luke relayed this point to me, yep. thinking that it was an invalid, like a, a completely brilliant <laughs> argument. I, I believe the bulk of the work is coming from the getting up and getting down there. Okay. That's a squat in motion. Mm-hmm. That's great. Sure. That was, an, that was an air squat with a chair at the bottom. <laughs> okay. And even then, I feel like that's a prologue to exercise. <laughs> But okay, so I don't the... want to change my definition for someone who's gotten like <laughs> that much out out of the the walking realm. <laughs> well, the thing is though, that's a it, fringe it, case. It, it depends on what you what you define exercise as, because for that lady in particular, that is something that she did that raised her heart rate. That is something that got her blood pumping, and it's something that helped her lose weight. Is that exercise? Because I'd say so. I'd say that's a pretty good definition of exercise. But that's I, just me. I don't want to engage with you, Pete, <laughs> when you bring up more valid arguments than Luke. So how about we do the podcast? Let's In fact, no, no, that. no. No, we've run out of time. We've run out of time to do the podcast. So we'll, we'll save some emails for the outro, I yeah. guess. Let's do that. Uh, so I should do Luke's oh, outro yeah. bit. So today uh, we're going to be talking about Raw and we talk about is Shane McMahon ruining WWE? Here's the show. We will talk about the Shane McMahon problem. When I suggested this title, you were like, I think we've done this. (laughs) I think we've done this for the last month. I was like, no, we've done the wild card. It's the wild card ruining WWE. And there's an argument it very much is. However, (coughs) Shane is... I've now realised this week that Shane McMahon is separate from the wild card. He is his own thing. He's the Omni Shane. If the wild card rule wasn't in place... Shane would still be on both brands yeah. because there's no authority figures. <laughs> they don't exist, do <laughs> they? So many more quotation marks yet, around that. Yet so many people have to talk to <laughs> Shane to get matches. And also he is just, he, he has been, was no more on this episode that I realise how much time he's taking from stuff that deserves time. There is no reason that Shane McMahon should get two segments a week, long segments, in-ring boring segments celebrating Shane McMahon usually in a, a, to the expense of a raw tag team title match and title change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it makes no sense for them to put so much focus on a guy that 
does he draw? Like, he, the thing is, they're still working off the WrestleMania 32 hype. When he first came back to WWE, that was a proven ratings draw, and WrestleMania buys increased when Shane McMahon came back. So now, they just think, well, Shane's a draw. And then they'll put him in everything. And now he's taking away from stuff like, I don't know, we didn't... The, the six-man tag match on Raw was pretty fun. If that had a bit more time into it, I think that could have been amazing. That could have been so much fun. But we can't have that because we need to have Shane celebrating himself again. Yeah. He does it all the time as well. <laughs> yeah, it's part <laughs> it's of his same character, stuff. unfortunately. Yeah. So he has also wrestled on every pay-per-view this year. Really? Yeah. My God. <coughs> and this show, like if you're thinking, well, you know, you need an in-ring segment, don't you? Mm. There were, how many people cut promos on this show, Andy? 18. 18 people. Oh, my God cut promos on this that show. That is an ungodly amount and, of talking. And if you count like the Bray Wyatt and 24-7 stuff, it's more than 20. Oh it, was, it was a promo-heavy episode. Yeah, uh, it really now, was. I've also done a, another bit of Venn diagramming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, of course, you've got the Shane McMahon mid-card of evil. You do. And you've got the Baron Corbin mid-card of evil. The Baron, has, the Baron one's been going for months since late 2018. Shane has only just started this up post-WrestleMania because he was only against The Miz before. Mm-hmm. But now he's been like plucking mid-card heels from wherever he can see. Even The Revival. Yeah. <coughs> so, my worry is that in Shane's quest to dominate all of WWE programming, the two vortexes are going to merge. Oh, no. And the Baron Corbin vortex is going to be the Shane McMahon vortex. Oh, no. Shane's going to sit on top of everyone. Oh, no. Because the Shane mid-card of evil, the roster members so far, Mm -hmm. Bobby Lashley, Elias, The Revival, Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre. Okay. The Baron mid-card of evil so far... Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Elias, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens. Oh, my God. They share four people yeah. out of five. That's not good. No. So they've got the Revival and Kevin Owens are the only two exclusive acts to the Shane mid-card and the Baron yeah. mid-card. For now. Yeah, I was, yeah that was going to be my next point. That's, <laughs> that's worryingly similar. Yeah. And, they're, and they're, they're even starting to cross over now. So yeah. Sami's... Well... well Run through Raw, like the, the sort of Shane McMahon and Baron involved segments on Raw, which opened with Seth Rollins coming out. Uh, he cut a promo about how Brock Lesnar, he, he, beat, he slew Brock Lesnar again mm-hmm. with a chair. Here's the chair. Do you think it was the same chair? They, they said it was the same chair, and it had damage to it to make you believe it was the same chair. Mm. Did he really take that on a flight with him? Say, Is that his hand luggage? Yeah. Like, that makes no sense. But sure, we'll just we'll go with it. I don't think it will fit in the... No. In the machine that checks stuff. No, exactly. And it wouldn't fit on the, the Overhead thing. luggage the overhead, area. Yeah, the It'd overhead. covered in sweat. So can you take bodily fluid through US customs? Oof, that's mm. a good question. Was it D12 it, spray it down first. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he brings that out and Baron quickly interrupts him and says, Oh, I have spoken to people and I get to choose the special guest referee for our Universal title match at Stomping Grounds. Mm-hmm. Who is the only person who's a heel author- authority figure backstage? He's spoken to Shane McMahon, Pete. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does. And then that link was was sort of confirmed more when Seth is like, well, you know, who cares? No one likes you. Sami Zayn came out and said, well, I like him, you know, 
I'll, I'll, I'll back him up. And then it was Sami Zayn later on who went to Shane McMahon to ask if he could be the second guest referee mm-hmm. in the main event that night. Yep. Which was Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, which was also set up in this opening segment. It's so <coughs> convoluted and stupid. And also I hated when Seth was just like, who are you going to have a special guest ref? You don't have any friends. It's like, Corbin always has friends. That's his thing. It's the it's Baron Corbin's mid-card of evil. He always has friends. What yeah. are you talking about? Seth? Do you not watch the program? It annoyed me so much when he said that. And what doesn't make sense either is that Seth Rollins as a babyface is saying, you're a stupid heel, nobody likes you. Like, but Baron's always getting helped out, mate. Yeah. <laughs> where, where are your friends <laughs> all the time? Sure, Roman might pop along once, once or twice. Once or twice. But really, Dean Ambrose left the company. Yeah. <laughs> You've not got a shield, brother. You have cut down 50% of your friends. Yeah. J&J Security. Yeah, bring those guys God. back. Are they still with the company? Uh, yeah. One of them is, I think. <laughs> yeah, they both are. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. The, later on, there was the Sami Zayn going to Shane McMahon bit mm-hmm. backstage where it seems like Sami Zayn's trying to curry favour from McMahon. Like, if I help Corbin win, then maybe that would put Sami in line for a universal title shot. Yeah, he, he was insinuating... Well, Seth even asked him straight up in the opening promo to be like, well, what what, what do you get out of it, Sami, by helping Baron win? And Sami was like, well, you know, if I help out, maybe they can give me a favour in the future. So he's trying to play his cards to get to further himself, which is a nice character thing for him to do because instead of him just being like, yeah, I like Baron now. He's mm. like, no, I like Baron because he's going to help me. Yeah. And that at least was the very small silver lining out of this opening promo. But then later on, as you said, he saw Shane McMahon uh, became the second referee for the match for the main event of Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Uh, and the other referee was John Cohn, who's the guy who, mm. uh, quote unquote, screwed over Baron Corbin in the Super Showdown match. Uh, there wasn't much of a match. It was more Sami Zayn being Sami Zayn and just involving himself constantly. The opening bit was quite funny, and he was like, oh, I need, need to pat you down, I need to check for this stuff. And then uh, Kevin just screaming off, Mike, just like, he's doing a great job! I was <laughs> like, yes, I love that stuff. Um, yeah, Owens and Zayn are, of course, very good together. Oh, so good. But Owens here seemed kind of mentally checked out. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Like, I, I've seen passionate Owens, and this wasn't that no exactly something was a little bit off Mm. here like when you look at the on paper if you look at the components (laughs) of like kevin having some banter with sammy and you know saying things off mic and stuff all the components of it are there of what makes kevin and sammy such a great act but nothing quite felt right it was there was something didn't quite click i think for for this one but i think they can if they treat them right but i think yeah i think you're right well they're on different brands i know i know Mm. wildcard and everything but this this isn't a permanent Act, but no. then again, I would have said that about Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Christ, <laughs> yeah. but they uh, that they did protect Owens. It's not like Owens was mm. grumpy because he knew he was going to lose. Yeah, Sami Zayn enforced the rules to the extent where Seth pushed him, and Sami just called for the DQ, giving yeah. Owens the win. Technically, <coughs> so now Owens has beaten the Universal Champion. Is that going to be followed up on? Oh, I bet. Yeah, it won't. <laughs> He's still no automatic rematch clauses that wiped no. out that Goldberg. Mm-hmm. rematch for, yep. for KO uh, but yeah after that Seth Rollins then beat down well no Baron Corbin ran out attacked uh, attacked what's his face Rollins Rollins there we go but then what's his face what's his face Rollins Rollins fought him off and beat up Sami Zayn I just feel like this is building 
SummerSlam, mm-hmm. to Shane McMahon <laughs> versus Seth Rollins. Yeah. I mean, Shane's gone through the one Shield brother. What's the next stop? The other one for the Universal Championship. He's got three victories yeah. in consecutive pay-per-views so far. Mm-hmm. He's been on every single pay-per-view this yeah. year. Yeah. WrestleMania, Money in the Bank, Super Showdown. He's got... See, what? No, he hasn't got a match announced yet for Stomping Ground. Uh, no, but I'm assuming he's <laughs> probably going to be in Drew McIntyre's yeah. corner, one would think. So, yeah, I just I feel like this is building to yeah. a Seth. Maybe you'll have a Drew, Shane, Roman, Seth tag at yes. some point. Absolutely. And yeah. then that will build to <coughs> Shane and Seth. Grief. Oh, God, that would be awful. Uh, but yeah, the, the other... So that was sort of the main event storyline. But there was, don't worry... Another Shane McMahon-related storyline, where he was even more prominently featured. Uh, He had a Shane McMahon celebration event again, the the week up, six days after the one on SmackDown last week. Mm -hmm. And he kind of had a similar one on Raw last week. And it's just where Shane comes down to the ring with Drew McIntyre and talks about how great he is for a long time. Yeah. In isolation, this kind of promo... It's funny. It's nice. And it's like, oh, this is funny. He's celebrating himself, even though he didn't really do anything. He cheated to win. Oh, what a heel. Yada, yada, yada. When he's taking up the rest of the program, it really loses its humor really, really fast. Yeah. Uh, And like some of the stuff he was doing was objectively like funny. Like there was a thing with the backstage promo with Sammy when Sammy was like, oh, maybe, you know, I could be a second referee. And Shane was like, you know what, Sammy? You've given me an idea. How about you be a second referee? Like that, that's a little, that's kind of humorous. And like he poured the champagne into the best in the world trophy. That's a nice little thing. But you take it out of context. You take it with all the other context. It's so bad. It is awful because we see this stuff all the time and it's the same every single week. It's so frustrating. I agree it's overexposed. I agree with all those points. Mm. Apart from the fact, the idea that it wouldn't be bad if it was only a one-off. Because I actually I actually don't rate Shane McMahon as a promo. At all. I don't think he's got much charisma. I think he's very well packaged as that sort of underdog guy who then has a crazy match moment. But mm. he's never been a promo guy. No. He is not an engaging spirit like speaker no that's true so when he's doing all this stuff i don't even think it's good in isolation especially if it like maybe a three minute bit backstage jockeying around with heels like having a sing song with elias sure these these are frequent 15 minute promos in the ring which he can't he hasn't got the the personality to do and this was a promo heavy show anyway yeah and that was going to be my next point, is it? it's just those little bits that are the good bits. So if you just have the little bits and you cut it down to like a one-minute, two-minute promo, fine. When he's talking for 10-plus minutes about the same thing and trying to drag a promo out, he, he can't do it. <laughs> it's, it gets really boring yeah. really quick. As the crowd chanted at him, they chanted boring at him, and then he just turned around to the crowd and said, we'll get used to it. And it's like, if that isn't some meta-commentary on the mm. product as a whole, I don't know what is. Like, yeah. my God. And then, then the revival, he sort of welcomed the revival down to be part of the Shane McMahon celebration because there was champagne there and stuff. The revival wanted to have some of the champagne, but they were like, no, 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 you've got a match next. You can join in if you win the tag team championships. Mm-hmm. And this was a match against the Usos and Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, who I also forgot were the Raw tag team champions again. I thought it was going to be the Last Usos. time they wrestled before this was May the 6th. <coughs> Really? So May over a month ago. 
Wow. And originally it was it was a it was a single uh, not a singles but a, a two on two match. Yeah. Usos were announced about four hours before the show. Yeah. So they had what could have been an excellent match. It was like five three minutes of action at well just opening match stuff ad break cut back in and. Usos are going super kick crazy. Finish. Yeah. It was like the finishing sequence for three to five minutes. Yeah. And then the revival stole the win. We've got new tag team champions. We do. Feels like a footnote. Yeah. And really that's that, like really the story there in WWE's eyes is ah, the revival are associated with Shane McMahon. And they've got the tag team titles now. What a powerful Shane McMahon faction it is. Plus, that could have been a really good match, like you said at the start of the show. But they didn't have enough time. Mm-hmm. And that those the talent in that ring, the Revival and the Usos in particular, if you give them time, you could have got the crowd invested and the viewers to, to a genuinely good match. And then when the title change happens, it feels like a bigger deal. And the tag division feels like a bigger deal. And everything is elevated. But that didn't happen because you needed 10 minutes of Shane McMahon saying how he's the best in the world. So, yeah. Yay, everyone celebrate. Shane's the best in the world again. I Every week. <coughs> it really didn't work for me. I've been saying how bad Shane McMahon is for a while now. And now it's kind of leaking out across all all the segments, out of his own brand into other bits elsewhere. Yeah. It's, it's it's very damaging. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sorry. 
Well, let's get out of here with our Patreon shout-outs. Thank you, astounding Abdullah Alenzi. Can I see your screen, please? Thank you. you. Uh, Adam and the Anthony Bergeron. Bergeron. Nathan, for you, Ford. Yeah. Thanks, Nathan. Disrespectfully classy, Marky Blasi. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Blasi. 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 Rob Steiner Recliner. Yeah, Rob. Come on. <coughs> I trust you as Sam Farah as I can throw you. That's Luke's favourite. Love that name. Your Adrian! Rocky. Yeah, Rocky. Bad Connection, Thomas Lagden. Today's Tom Sawyer mean, mean pride. Sure. Don't know what it means. Know what that means. Some type of reference. Leader of the boys, Dalton, si- Dalton Sizemore. One of my Woo! favorite yeah. names. Love it. The incredible Tarzo. And finally, spoke in class today, Jeremy Smith. Yeah. Woo! Well done for speaking in class. Let's have your su- 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 super chats from Randy yes. Andy Datsum. Well, firstly, people are mainly pointing out that you can't ruin something that's already ruined. Or... Low. Um, and also, you see that Triple H is going to be joining the Bullet Club for their Jap- for the Japan <laughs> yeah. tour. Yeah, this um, is hilarious. Speaking of Tamatonga, not quite the not AJ Styles collab. So just the club. The club. Yes. Well, it's WWE's Bullet Club. Uh, who do you think they're facing in four man? Tag action. Oh, I've four seen this, but I, I see. I've seen this, and I genuinely can't remember what the four names are. Mm. That's the Lucha House is. Party. No, 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 no. no. We're, and Lars. This is, no, we're, we're talking about uh, mid card here. So, we're, we're, who do you reckon? Oh, Baron Corbin. Yeah. Yep. Elias. No. Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Bobby Lashley. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy Zayn. Samoa Joe. Um, uh, it's unfortunate he's lumped in with the rest of them. There. Close <laughs> there. Anyway, we'll start with our super chats with Sean Dunn. Uh, who says a baron to retire the undertaker in a buried alive match god i wouldn't put it past him i mean <laughs> surely they need to they need to re-retire the undertaker you see that chris jericho tweeted to say oh goldberg and undertaker are still better than most he's a heel uh, he's on. working you come on chris <laughs> um michael 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 dominguez says yesterday was my two-year anniversary with my lady friend elsa congratulations let it go. Yeah, that's what I was. Let couldn't remember go. any. Um, don't, let it, don't, love don't is an open don't, door, don't but that's nicely though. Elsa. Uh, Robert Johnston says, "Here's some money from a colossal moron." Oh, cheers, Rob. Well, thanks. I, I, yeah. If if you are, yeah. own it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim Arndt says, "If re- the reports about Vince knowing that WWE is broken are true, do you think Vince has taken on a defeatist mindset about it?" No, I think he'll probably just wait. They'll go, ah, it's broken. Let's come up with some ideas and we'll relaunch in September. Yeah. Just uh, just before the Fox deal and AEW launch. Mm-hmm. That yeah. sounds a lot more like Vince. <coughs> uh, Vernon Jeffries says, it was only three years ago when Shane McMahon returned and we thought he was going to make WWE better. Good times. I don't think I ever said that. Um, no, I don't think I ever, I ever thought he was going to make WWE better. I was just excited because it was a cool return. Because mm. he was never involved in behind-the-scenes stuff. Still isn't. Yeah. Very much only an on-air personality. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, Limps, Tomo's number two fan, <laughs> says... I don't actually know who number one fan is for Tomo, but we'll... we'll... Probably Tomo. 
possibly. Or his or mother. you. No. Love Tomo. <laughs> Tomo's great. Tomo. Tomo is great. Um, the rating system for Raw and SmackDown should just be watchable or not. Cheers, Swaff Nation. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, more nuance, I think. <laughs> I'm going to start doing percentages. Oh, here we go. With decimal yeah. points as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extra precise. Yeah. Yeah. Two mm. decimal like, places? It'll be like pi. <laughs> Just a never-ending <laughs> sequence of numbers. Yeah, mm. Perfect. Speaking of words with the prefix of un, did you see that, that a lot of, apparently, um, WWE stars said that the conditions in Saudi Arabia were pretty much unworkable mm. and unbearable? It's in the news today. Mm. Yeah, checking out watch. later. Mm. Just a preview for you there. Uh, Jobber JJ says, I died when Shane just repeated Sammy's lines. Well, I mean, like, on paper, it's a funny joke, but I didn't think it was a well-delivered joke. I, 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 I got so much as a... <laughs> mm. That was my reaction to it. I've... Sammy Zayn, very good. Oh, he's great. Like, very funny. Love Sammy. But Shane is a, a really, really a charisma vacuum. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't great. Um, something in Japanese says, did you guys catch New Japan Dominion? Never want to see Naito versus Ibushi again. Gonna give an old man a heart attack. Dragon Lee's dive was move of the night. Oh my god, God, that dive! Dragon Lee's dive was absurd. But the neck bump, though. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen that dive, though, really, like, if you think Ember Moon's dives are fierce, (laughs) this is like... He's an actual torpedo. Yeah. He just... It, it's ridiculous how much speed and distance he gets on it. It's, it's quite something. And yeah, the, the Naito Abushi thing, we can't criticize Goldberg Taker for saying that match should have been stopped without mm. saying the same thing about Abushi oh, Naito. Yeah. It was a very reckless thing. Um, they, they, effectively, Naito did a German suplex on Abushi on the apron. A snap German suplex, yeah. nonetheless. And whatever they were going for, Still is not a good idea. Uh, I think they were just going for back first <coughs> and then they just did slightly to the side. Mm. And so Abushi's neck or head, back of his head, hit the apron on the way down and bent in this horrible direction. Brian Alvarez awful. has like gone, been quite adamant in saying no one should praise this match because yeah. it, will, it will like harm those wrestlers in the long run and the industry as a whole because mm. people will only try and copy those spots. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Ryan B. Bad says Vince is the one ruining WWE. I had more interest in the NBA Finals game than I did for Raw, and I'm not a basketball fan at all. Yeah. So that, I think I was as well. The <laughs> idea is that this episode will get slaughtered. Mm. So it was game five of Warriors versus it Raptors. It was. Yes. And because the Warriors won, I think that probably made it even more. It was like it was one point in it at the end. Yeah. So it was a very exciting match. So I'd probably not a lot of people watching yeah that. chances yeah. are not many people tuned in for that was i think it was in toronto as well i want to say yeah so it was like hometown for raptors i think right mm. I so it makes it even you know bigger you, event you i mean i when i was watching this show i felt like wwe phoned it in mm. and wwe are well known for if they think they're not going to have a good night anyway like ah, no one's going to watch so we'll just phone it in we'll do all the big stuff next week which is such a bad mindset. It's terrible. Don't you want to reward the people who stick around and watch your product over anything else? No, of course they don't. Why would they, why would they ever do that? Mm. Uh, Adam Cosbab <laughs> says, Welcome back to catering, Hawkins and Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a they, run. They, they, were, they were the third piece of the triple threat match, and they were the champions going into it. It's the, the the Raw Tag Team Championships now are a story piece between Revival and Usos. I'd say Shane was a third piece. And then <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. Somewhere else. But I mean, 
the the championships are now just a story piece between Revival and Usos and Hawkins and Ryder were they were there to lose the titles. Like they just had the switch at WrestleMania to have a WrestleMania moment. And now there's no follow-up to it. Jeffrey is Irizari says this year Survivor Series will be Team Omnishane with the mid card of Evil, McIntyre, Lashley, Corbin mm. versus Team Reigns with Miz, Strowman, and Ricochet. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yep. Mm. Oh God. <sighs> um, Ollie, you're gonna have to help me with his name. It's Block. Oh. Block <coughs> something. Is it? Is it Blinny? Is it Blake Ham? Blinny the <laughs> the Ham Man. Hammy Ham. Yes. Yeah. Blimmy the Handman Hannyham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blimmy the Handman Hannyham uh, says, Is Holly. Sha- <laughs> Holly, shave your arms, ruining Wrestle Talk. Yes. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> Not a clue. Don't, don't know, know who it could be talking about. Is it a Luke joke? Because no. Luke isn't here. Yeah, it must be. Luke has got very hairy arms. So. Must be some sort of obscure movie reference that I don't get. Yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. It's a stupid comment or from a stupid place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone wearing a Sonic t-shirt or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Danny, your boy DeVito says, The Omnichain. Hi, Pete. Uh, hi. Um, KJ says, Lacey's finisher is trash. People do closed fists in wrestling all the time. At least with Big Show, his hand is the size of a brick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, come on to this. Yeah. It's... Bailey effectively no sold a women's right as well. Essentially, yes. Because I think she's like, oh, I was just punched. Yeah. Because there's no difference. No, exactly. And the commentators no sold it as well because they didn't realize either. <laughs> no. So, yeah, uh, it's bad. Tomo. Tomo. So, uh, Shane McMahon versus Baron Carbon in a. M- Carbon. Baron, Baron Carbon. Car- Baron Corbin in a mid card on a pole match. Baron will take most of the match and Shane's sweat will help him out of a. Sl- Help him slip out of a rest hold, kick Corbin out the ring, and retrieve the true mid card of evil. Yeah, yeah. I like Baron Carbon. Baron Carbon. Baron Carbon dioxide. Um, <laughs> bad for the environment. Uh, Jobber JJ496 says When SmackDown Live starts on Fox, Shane and Baron will be the top champions. Not prediction, <laughs> just a spoiler. <laughs> a threat, as Paul yeah. Heyman said. Yeah. A guarantee. Yeah. Uh, William Adams says the mid card of evil is like the Legion of Doom, the DC cartoon version. Oh, but the Legion of Doom is good. That's like top tier villains right there. See, Talking I, I Lex. I wouldn't know. Meanwhile, in the Legion sometimes of Doom. a Joker. Those are two names that I recognise. Go. Must be good. Uh, are they Captain the ones Cold. Lived, are they the ones who lived like, oh. under a lake? Uh, I don't know. Which super villains guy. live under a lake. Uh, Jason Sullivan says, when do you think Shane's reign will end? An injury, WWE title, Fox deal, <coughs> McIntyre turning on Shane? He's not got many more matches left in him, is, is the thing. Uh, I I think Shane is, is just WWE's holding pattern mm-hmm. until they fully start putting effort in again, which I yeah. think will be post-SummerSlam. So maybe it'll, it'll all culminate at SummerSlam and... And then it'll be written out. Hopefully. That is optimistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ollie's always optimistic. Yeah. Timothy Snyder, thank you very much for your generous donation. Thanks, Timothy. Raw34 says Corbin <laughs> is getting his stuff sorted, playing that crowd like a hero. He got a lot of heat from San Jose. He did. And yeah. I, again, I think in isolation, Corbin's a very good heel. He, yeah, he, I yeah he, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, and he's just overexposed to the point where people he's now got go away heat on him because people have just seen too much of him. 
in isolation, though, if he's on one segment per week, I think he's a really good heel. Yeah, I really I like. Totally him. agree. Uh, Aaron Downey says I skipped most of Raw and I was still bored. Sad face. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's unfortunate. It is a very boring show, <coughs> unfortunately. Yeah, you just just watch Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, uh, on repeat for three hours. Austin Baker says Wonder Ollie, say you love my girlfriend Megan. <laughs> I love your girlfriend, Megan. <laughs> That's a bit weird. Hey, hey, we all love, everyone loves Austin's girlfriend, Megan, if we're all honest about it. That Chillin was also really weird. <laughs> Chilling with Macmillan. You made that more says, weird. You made that so much weirder. Uh, guess y'all can't say country redacted anymore. Uh, yeah, well, no, they yeah. said Saudi Arabia on this they show. Did, they did, yeah. During Super Showdown as well. Yep. Because mm. they, they were like, okay, fine, we are here. <laughs> um, oh, my God, Jeddah's in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Why didn't anyone tell did, us that? That's the know? controversial one. <laughs> I didn't realise it. I was going through customs. Sparks Entertainment says, there goes the ratings, Shane's newest theme. <laughs> there goes the ratings. Ratings drop. Ratings drop. Uh... Zachary Marsh says, I'm so done with Wildcard. I enjoy women's wrestling. It's so, so stale now. Just the same people every week. Where's Liv, Naomi, Sarah, mm. Dana? Just want better. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree. I think that goes across the entire company, but particularly the women's division has suffered since Ronda's not there. And with the Wildcard now, it's just like a double whammy of things that are making the women's division terrible. Yeah. Should we do... We got... One, one, more? <coughs> one more? One more. One more. One more. Uh, I will find it. Chris Blank says, it's 11.30pm and I'm staying up because you lads are just too entertaining. Oh, thank you very much, Chris Thank you. Blanks. So, Raw itself opened with the Seth Rollins promo that we've mm. already gone through blah blah uh, blah just one quick thing that Seth said in this promo that I found quite entertaining was was him saying no one has ever done what I did to Lesnar at Super Showdown yeah I'm like they have they absolutely definitely have like if you beat someone down with a chair just look at like the Hardy Boys versus Lesnar when Jeff does that brutal chair shot to Lesnar's head that's much worse mm-hmm. than what Rollins did but that's fine we'll just ignore everything else that he's done before his last run see mine was uh, more recent I thought Braun Strowman pulled down half a stage he did. on Brock Lesnar mm. and Kane so and maybe Kane. maybe it was like Seth Rollins caveat since he since Brock came back <laughs> individually <laughs> Uh, but yeah, all, all the stuff happened. Baron said that there's going to be the special guest referee stipulation that he'll get to pick for their stomping ground universal title match. Stomping ground is still a stupid name and has a worse oh, logo. The tagline, the tagline for this <coughs> event is so bad. Take ass and beat names. Yeah. And they said it consistently throughout the show. It's like it's the full title now. It's literally, they just have to say, wait, I've got it written down here somewhere. There it is. The full name is now stomping grounds, time to kick ass and take names. And they just said it as like a whole word mm. and then went on to the next bit. Like, Stomping Grounds, Time to Kick Ass and Take Names is where well, Becky like Lynch... Roadblock, isn't it? End of the line. Yeah, Roadblock, End of the Line. At least that was the actual name of the show, though. because they had Yeah, two... Roadblock, colon. Colon, end of, end of the line. This isn't Stomping Grounds, colon, Time to Kick Ass and Take Names. But they just say the tagline consistently. It's like the WrestleMania equivalent they were doing for Super Showdown. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah, it's, it's very stilted. Um, then we got Lars Sullivan versus Lucha House Party in a rematch from Super Showdown where it was a 
elimination match this time round. Yes. So at Super Showdown, in what and that was a crap show. It was a boring show. It was a botched show. Very much so. But I think the worst piece of booking fundamentally was Lars and Lucha House Party. Yeah. In that it is so easy. If you look at Vince McMahon and you think, you know what? We say a lot of things about you, but my God, you know how to book a big sweaty man. Mm-hmm. He even screwed that up here. He overthought it, I think. And you have all of Lucha House Party gang up on Lars to the extent where they are DQ'd. Lars wins his debut match, no less. But it's when the Lucha House Party are beating him up. So like, okay, well, maybe Lars is going to come back as a babyface and he'll beat them up on Monday. No, because Sullivan then beat them all up that same night. So why not just have him win in the first place? <coughs> this match was how what they should have done on Friday. Absolutely. 100%. Because he looked awesome. Yeah. But it's come at the point now where I'm tired of seeing Lars and Lucha House Party in this eternal feud of getting him over. Yeah, it's, it's no fun to see the same thing over and over again. So as great as this is, it's just been completely undermined by the fact we've seen something similar for a long time. Yeah. Like a month? Yeah. I don't know how long it's been. It's been a long time. <coughs> but um, Lars pinned the first two guys really quickly. Yeah. And then he went to pin the third guy. I can't remember which order these I've guys... I've got them written down if you would like hey, them. Hey, hit me up. He pinned Kalisto first. Kalisto went for like a crossbody, caught him, hit a freak accident. Then Lince Dorado came in, went for a springboard Hurricanrana, caught him, running powerbomb, pinned him. And then it was Grand Metalik was last. Uh, he just kind of threw him. He didn't really do a freak accident. He just kind of threw him to the ground and then broke up the pin. Then went to go beat up Kalisto some more. Threw him... In a really savage spot. This was horrible to yeah. watch. It was really nice. He kind of threw him at like a power slam type thing. Um, on his back hit the top of the stairs where the pinatas were as well. Breaking the pinatas with his back on the fall. And he kind of just like rolled off the set. It was horrible. It I was hope really the pinata was just made of, was of a Paper cushion. Paper mache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it was a sick bump. It looked awesome. Yeah, it looked really yeah. good. Uh, which made Lars look awesome as well. Mm-hmm. Then he goes back in the ring, hits another move, can't remember which one, probably a freak accident, on Grand Metalik, breaks up the pin again, goes back outside, gets Lince Dorado, throws him into the, the ring post on the outside, which also looked brutal, possibly because it didn't quite get enough distance, so Lince kind of put his head out to try and make sure he hit, and then missed, and then kind of almost hit his head straight on the floor. Still looked cool anyway. And then he gets back in the ring, hits a diving headbutt, stop doing diving headbutts, on Grand Metalik, and finally gets the win. Yeah. He looked so dominant and so great. Why not do that in Super Showdown? I don't get it. Or just do that, you know, a month ago. Yeah. And quickly Even move better. on to something else. Even better. Never have that much of Super Showdown in the first place. So this was, yeah, this was great, but it it was all, we've already given up on this. So yeah, exactly. it's unfortunate. Then we got uh, the, the start of another sub-narrative throughout the night, the 24-7 title, mm. where our truth is being chased by the undertake that The Undertaker. The Undertaker. The undercard. <laughs> Imagine um, that. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> uh, into a lift, and loads of people pile into the lift, but then the lift closes, and the referee's outside. So there's no way anyone can win the title. But because there's so many people in the lift, or elevator, it, it breaks. Yeah. And the doors won't open. So in there we've got we've got Truth and Carmella, obviously, EC3, Cedric Alexander, Heath Slater, and Drake Maverick. Mm-hmm. And they had so they're stuck there for the rest of the show. And they had like a surveillance cam black and white in the top corner filming them all. 
It was very funny. It was. It yeah, was. This was good. And it, in, just in the first segment, <coughs> everyone kind of rushed to truth while he was waiting for the elevator to come. And he was like, uh, you guys need a referee. Go get a referee. And they're like, oh, God, we do need a referee. So they all kind of turn, which gives truth time to get into the elevator, which was quite funny. Mm. And then when they get in and, and the elevator breaks, he later just goes, I can't be in here. I've got kids. It was like. People still get their character lines in and made it funny, even when it wasn't just like the focus on truth. It was, I thought it was very good. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed this throughout the night. Yeah. Uh, then we got Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans having the split screen interview, like a Skype call. And it was, it's similar to how Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar did their really good ones mm-hmm. about two years ago. Or even when Becky Lynch and Charlotte did their one mm. straight after she debuted the man character. And I was like, oh, they're doing another sit nothing. Possibly this could be really good. Because they, when Becky first started talking to Charlotte in this sit-down interview, that was when she fully got over the character. And then there was that great line where Charlotte was talking. She just goes, screw you, like in the middle of like the promo. It was really good and felt natural. This wasn't that. It was really bad. It was just a promo. It was just a pro- it was just a scripted promo. And they just said, <coughs> one person said their bit, the other person said their bit, said their bit, said their bit. I'll see you later. Yeah. And that was it. It was really boring, really anticlimactic, and very, very scripted. I, I, I didn't hate it as much as you did. I, I just did. thought it was totally forgettable. Like, yeah. There was nothing special about it at all. I, I think it was because I built my expectations mm. up. Because I was like, oh, sit down interview. This is at least something different. We could get Becky like putting across her character again. And it was all just like really samey, boring nonsense. I thought this deflated. was... Yeah, I thought the way they advertised it earlier in the night, I thought this was going to be a bigger part of the show. Mm. But actually, it was just a bit to build up the tag match later on. Uh, but we did see a bit of Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. We did. What? What's their combined name? Relinch. Uh, Sethy. Secky. Definitely not Secky. Beth. Leth. Beth. 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 Beth together. <laughs> Beth Rollins. Beth friends. Uh, yeah. So so Seth was like. Saying, yeah, you can. Don't worry, you'll have a good promo. This will be great. Before, yeah. Uh, but then we got something I thought was a lot worse. <laughs> Alexa Bliss and Bailey back. No, not Bailey. Uh, Nikki Cross backstage. Yeah. And Alexa, despite being a ba- a total babyface last Raw, but a total heel last Tuesday, mm-hmm. she's now back to being a total babyface to Nikki Cross and the total heel about. Bailey, and you might go, God, that's 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 a difficult thing to pull off, even for an established trained actor. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, yeah, you're correct, and Alexa Bliss didn't do that. No. She just, it just came across as, I am one character now with yeah. this motivation. I'm a different character now with this motivation. Yeah, it's not a well told story. Uh, not at all. I think it's rubbish. Like I said, I've said it before. This is an example of the story driving characters which is the wrong way it should be. It should be characters driving story. So WWE are just going, we'll, we'll, we'll grab you, Nikki Cross, even though your character makes no sense in this, and you're now Alexa's friend. Yeah, have at it. Perfect. We'll, we'll make a story out of it, which they haven't because <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but there was the, the, the one bit out of this that I just hated about this segment was Bliss was talking about Bailey being a master manipulator and saying just like, oh, she'll, she'll only talk to you when she wants something and NXT she was she made me feel like I wasn't welcome and all that stuff. For me, that's just Bliss talking about herself. Mm. Bliss is the heel and she's going to portray Cross, 
right? <laughs> one would assume, based on the history of Alexa Bliss and what she's done in rivalries, she's probably going to turn on Cross at some point. Which then begs the question, why is Cross talking to her? Cross should know. Does she watch the product? That's yeah. the second time I've said that about this show. Like, surely she should know that Bliss is, cannot be trusted. Why is she hanging out with it? Why is she believing what she says? I don't... Mm. I hate everything about this. It's very lazy. It makes everyone look stupid. Like, it's not even like Nikki Cross has to have watched the last couple of years of main roster TV. She just had to watch SmackDown last week. Yeah. Where it's quite obvious what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, then we got Miz TV with Samoa Joe. Before that, oh. we had a recap package of Super Showdown. Ah, uh, yeah, they had these. And then Cole comes in and says, WWE is the only form of sports entertainment that is totally cross-cultural in every country in the world, including Saudi Arabia this past Friday. Yeah, they must have left that in before the women's match was scrapped. <laughs> uh, do you not get the updated copy? That is... That is the most WWE thing yeah. I've ever heard in my life. More more, more than the stomping ground tagline. More than the stomping ground tagline. This <laughs> is WWE, WWE PR nonsense mm. thrown in. The only form of sports entertainment that is totally cross-cultural. No, it isn't. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue, Pete. It's, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. It boggles my mind how stupid that phrase is. Uh, then we got Miz TV where Samoa Joe was the guest. And Miz, Miz was speaking to Joe sort of in defense of Rey Mysterio here. Mm -hmm. Because last week, Samoa Joe beat up Rey when Rey relinquished his US title because of a shoulder injury. Mm -hmm. He never did it because he actually unfairly beat Joe. <laughs> yeah. They briefly acknowledged it, but that wasn't that that's not what happened. No. But Miz said in his promo, like Oh, you! But what? Why did you think it was okay to beat up Ray last week when he, you know, had to relinquish the title because of his shoulder injury? And he acknowledged that you, like, he didn't beat you. Yeah. So, like, WWE have just written that in now. Yeah. It's it's just them rewriting history, like they do all the time. They're just like, we can just say this, and people will <coughs> believe us. I think Mysterio probably mucked up that Possibly. promo. Then, looking back on it, because yeah. it, it felt weird at the time. Yeah. Um, but yet, yeah, so Samoa Joe started to talk about Dominic and Miz mm -hmm. was like, hey, you shouldn't bring people's families into it. And I thought, well, isn't that exactly what you did with a lot of your feuds? <laughs> like the John Cena, Total Bella stuff and, mm -hmm. and the Daniel Bryan stuff. I mean, if you look at recent history and his feud with Shane McMahon and don't look any further back, that makes total sense. Well, yeah, all you have to do is say, I used to be like that, Joe. Yeah. That's, I've learned from those mistakes. Exactly. Rather than, again, just completely ignoring a, a, the the vast majority of Miz's character development. Yeah. Uh, it's so, absurd. Yeah, it's, it's lazily written. Uh, one line from uh, Corey Graves as well, when Samoa Joe was coming out, he called uh, Samoa Joe potentially unstoppable. Oh, potentially. Potentially unstoppable. <sighs> Again, words. have you watched WWE in ever? He gets rolled up like every other week. He's that unstoppable until surprise roll up. Surprise roll up. Oh, oh you got me so well. Um, yeah, it was so ridiculous. They, they, Miz and Joe were about to get into it when Braun Strowman's music hit. Rawr. And then Braun Strowman's feuding with who? Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley's music hit. Mm -hmm. And then Ricochet's music hit. Who's Ricochet feuding with? Cesaro. Cesaro's music hit. I wrote Cesaro down 
way before, as soon as Ricochet's music hit, yeah. I wrote down Cesaro. Literally, my note, my note says, Ricochet <laughs> comes out. What's the betting Cesaro comes out next? Yeah. And they all came out and they were sort of saying, we all deserve a US title shot. And I thought, huh, okay. Well, this, I'm not a fan, really, of having another multi-man match for a mid-card title. Mm-hmm. I feel like the US title and Joe's reign of it in particular deserves something more. Mm-hmm. But... I like Ricochet. I like Cesaro. I'm kind of happy that they're just in this mix. Yeah. But that's not what happened. It turned into a six-man tag, players. Yeah. That, but that it was a very fun six-man tag. It was a very fun six-man tag. Um, so as soon as the six people came out, I wrote, spells like a six-man tag match player, mm-hmm. and then put called it straight afterwards. Um, but the, yeah, the match was really fun. It started off with uh, Strowman and Lashley. Um, and <coughs> almost immediately in the match, Strowman gets taken down and then does a full kip up back to his feet. And I was like, yeah. okay. Like, I know he's done like a half one before. I think he was feuding with Big Show like way back when. And he did like a half one where he was kind of like still leaned over and Big Show had to pull him up the rest of the way. But this one, that was a full Braun Strowman kip up. And I was like, that looks really cool. And then they started doing some off the rope stuff and he did a combat roll over Lashley. And I was like, Strowman's good. Yeah. And, and then I wrote down, this might be fun. This match. <laughs> what is this? And then uh, there's like a big leapfrog from Lashley. And I was like, this is really fun. This is cool. Um, it's sort of then, off, off their Super Showdown match where they did a bit of that athletic stuff there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote, just kidding. It's an ad break. Yeah. Just to ruin all my fun. But then but. It, yeah, it came back and sort of Ricochet and Cesaro were getting into it. And they, they mm-hmm. for me, have been the MVPs of the in-ring side of Raw for, for the last month. Even though I wish they would work with other people <laughs> yeah. and then come back together. I, that their, their chemistry is, is something else. And Samoa Joe's just awesome in most areas. And Miz, Miz is the Miz. Miz uh, did a springboard double axe <coughs> handle in this match. Miz oh. never does springboard anything. But he does do double axe handles. He does double axe handles. It's Randy's favourite move. The worst move in professional it wrestling. Is. I hate it so much. Crown we, me. We, we, we were talking about this when we went to Defiant, I think it was, wasn't it? Mm. So we went up to the top rope and you were, go- and you were like, I swear to God, if they do a double axe handle. And then they did it. And you were like, boom! <laughs> <laughs> you just hated it so much. It's um, great. But th- this, this was a fun match a really long Cesaro swing as well on ages yeah Uh, but unfortunately the finish was a bit botched Mm. and Cesaro is really lucky off the back of it Uh, so Miz hit a skull crushing finale on Cesaro Ricochet gets up to do the 6.30 and Ricochet starts off in the right place like he's jumped off he's gonna go down onto Cesaro's torso yep but maybe, I guess when you're rotating that fast and that many times, just a slight bit of body weight distribution on the wrong side will careen you off. Absolutely. And that seems to be what happened because he, he starts off going one way and then he drifts slightly to the left and he comes down back first, all that weight, all that momentum onto Cesaro's knee. Mm. There was a fan video on <coughs> Twitter of Cesaro being helped at the back by several referees. So Indeed, it yes. might be... He, worse than it looked. Well, yeah. he, he immediately grabbed his knee in pain. Mm. You can see it really hurt. Like, even when the pin well, was yeah. going on, even when the pin was happening, and you think he'd, like, at least, like, you know, sell the move, get the pin over, and then you can hold your knee afterwards. No, he was straight to it. It's like, no, this really hurts. You could see the pain immediately. Ricochet gets the pin to win. I think the commentators thought that Cesaro got his knees up because the commentators was like, oh, straight across the knees. And it was like, and then he wins. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then immediately Cesaro rolls out the ring, still clutching his knees straight afterwards, and the referees swarm to him to get it looked at because that looked 
painful, yeah. to say the least. And Cesaro's got a, from what I understand, has a very high pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. So when he shows actual pain, you're like, oh crap. And Cesaro's one of my favourites. And I, you know, he's he's had a short shrift of things. Mm. And d- the bar breaks up, he's starting to get a bit of momentum. If he was to get injured now, I, I was, this took me out of the entire show, to be honest. Yeah. I was worried about Cesaro. But then, yeah, reports from both Ryan Satin and Dave Meltzer say, that he is okay. Yes. Which he's just like, yeah, but it could have been worse. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so very lucky there. Got very, very lucky with that <coughs> one. Um, I, I remember that the crowd were actually quite into like the hot tags in this match. For, well, like, it was a fun match. For like Braun and Miz and stuff. Like, they were quite into it. Well, San nice. Ho- I thought the San Jose crowd was really good all night, actually. Yeah. They're usually a hot crowd for wrestling, which segues us into the next match because we've got Alexa Bliss and Lacey Evans versus Becky Lynch and hometown gal... Bailey, which means Pete. Bailey loses. Bailey's getting pinned. Yeah. So I, I wrote that note immediately. I said Becky and Bailey versus Alexa and Lacey. Bailey's hometown, so she's losing. Yeah. First Bailey, note I wrote. That's where Bailey won in San Jose once. Nope. I swear she won the belt once there. Nope. She lost the belt to Alexa Bliss in San Jose. Oh. Yeah, that was part of when Alexa Bliss killed all Bailey momentum. Yeah. And and you gotta think like I don't sometimes it happens so often. I but wrestlers getting beaten in their hometowns by WWE. Yeah. Uh, even me, I'm like, ah, oh, well, you know, it doesn't really matter, I guess. But then on Friday, the only good part of Super Showdown was Mansoor winning the Battle Royal. Yep. And the like, that's a sort of thing where the potential of a star being born that night just based on the crowd reaction. Buddy Murphy winning the Cruiserweight title at Super Showdown in Australia. Yeah. Is it just a Super Showdown thing? I think it where must Where people be. get to win in their hometown? Hyphen or not, that's the hometown <laughs> show. But, like, it really does work. You put over people in their hometown because the crowd will react huge to it just because it's just the way people are. I do it if I hear someone's from Britain. Yeah, and exactly. Part of the reason I love Jimmy Havoc is because he came from down <laughs> yeah. the road from me. So you, you've got... Why not use that to build up stars and and have next week maybe the crowd that go and see Bailey will go, ah, I feel like she's more of a star because of the reaction from the last thing. I'll cheer her more. But it just cuts people off because heel heat, heel heat, heel heat. Exactly. And that's yeah. what happened here. But this was a much better match than the women's matches last week on Raw. Mm. But that's kind of damning with faint praise. Yeah. I, so I... I really was concerned for Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. for a long time because she had the, all those concussions and she wasn't wrestling and she'd come back but she wouldn't really do anything so now I'm in a state where all I have to do is see Bliss wrestle yep. and I'm I'm happy yeah because I'm happy for her mm-hmm. I don't you know I don't want anyone to have to retire yeah. early and after the whole page stuff mm-hmm. so yeah I I quite enjoyed this match actually yeah I thought it was fine <coughs> I'll still Luke's phrase because he's not here it was fine yeah Full stop. Um, there's a couple of things about this match, though. Uh, I know we've mentioned it 17 million times at this point, but uh, I can't remember which commentator said it, but they said, Bailey takes advantage of the wildcard rule to be in her hometown of San Jose. So, Bailey in control of the wildcard? Did she get to choose? Or did they book the match after they found out that Bailey was going to be there? Or did they book it in advance and then ask Bailey to come? What are the rules? Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. It's the Omni-Shane. Um, and then the other thing was... You say that thing about Alexa Bliss, it's nice to see her wrestle. And yeah, I completely agree with you. I'm also on edge because anytime she takes a bump, I'm like, oh God, oh no, don't do that. 
There was a nasty looking bump in this match where Bailey does like uh, does like a almost like a, a sunset power bump, but on flat surface. So she rolls over Bliss and then power bombs her into a turnbuckle, mm. and Bliss's head just kind of like snaps back onto the turnbuckle. And I was like, "Don't do that with her concussion. Stop it. Please protect her." They mentioned um, that on the Observer. Like, really, that's because agents will will book this match out almost spot for spot. Yeah. Whoever decided that was a good idea to do that to someone with a history of concussions just this year. Yeah. Very ill-advised. Exactly, yeah. That 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 was all I, I <laughs> all I had to say about this match in particular was those two things and uh I I would think that the point of this match having the two the two contenders for the two titles going against the two champions, you can tease the match that you're going to get at the pay-per-view by having uh, Evans and and Becky in the match and Bailey and Bliss in the match, but then you have the cross um mm. uh wrestlers wrestle each other so you don't get the pay-per-view match yeah, yeah, yeah. on the tag match they didn't do that they just had becky versus evans and bliss versus bailey during pretty much the entire match and i was like well now we've just seen the matches again like i don't, I don't think know. they've got anything against doing becky and evans forever i know yeah and i said it folks i said that was one of the reasons i didn't want evans to face becky coming out of wrestlemania because they'll just be stuck in an eternal loop yeah and luke was like no it'll be good it'll be fine it'll build someone up other than charlotte i wish it was charlotte now <laughs> <coughs> um so my my issue with this and we spoke about it in the super chats is when is a punch a punch? And when is it God. a women's right? Because Lacey hit a women's right on Becky outside. That took Becky out. Yeah. Okay. But then she just punched Bailey. Yeah. When Bailey was hanging out the ring. Bailey rolled inside. Alexa went to do twisted bliss, but Bailey got her knees up and just jumped up afterwards. Yeah. So I was like, so was that a women's right that Lacey threw? Because Bailey's certainly not selling it like it is. Nope. And then you're like, okay, well, what makes a women's right a women's right and not just a punch? And then Lacey hit another one, and that was the finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit pants. You really, really have to protect a punch yeah, in exactly. the match to make it mean something. Yeah. Or at least maybe she powers up or something. I don't know. Or it's like a real straight, straight yeah. arm one. And I think it, I, I've only seen her do so many women's rights. And I think I can recognize it when she does it. But when she does it in a scenario that's slightly different, like when Bailey's hanging out of the, yeah. the ring or some of that, or she's just run in and she's doing it this way, then you can't recognize it because she changes the way she's doing it and then it's just a punch. So if she has a signature way of doing it, she has to do that signature way of doing yeah. it every single time. And it's not distinctive <coughs> enough to make it different from a punch the way it is now. Fix it. Give her a different finisher. Other than that, though, I thought Lacey was pretty good in this match. She was all right, yeah. yeah. She was cool. Um, then we got the Sami Zayn, Shane McMahon stuff backstage. Uh, then we got, congratulations, John Cena, for joining Fast and Furious 9's cast. <laughs> so this is a joke I made on Screenstock, but I'll do it again here. So this is Rock versus Cena 3 confirmed then. So thrice in a lifetime. Mm, that maybe not. Well, the idea is Rock the Dwayne Johnson has gone to make uh, Hobbs and Shaw, mm-hmm. which is out in August. August. I'm so excited. I'm not. Why not? Got Roman Reigns in it. <laughs> Who are? Who are? Okay, I'll I'll watch it because it's dumb and stupid and big action sequences, but I won't it's enjoy it. Quite smart. Is it? Honestly, the action sequences of Fast and Furious mm-hmm. are very intelligently laid out. There's are always they? three. Sit down with me, and we'll watch Fast and Furious Five with the the, the heist scene at oh, the yeah. end. 
when they completely ignore what friction is. Hey, look, <laughs> that, you've got to, it's a superhero movie. It's very intelligently. But storytelling wise, they'll have three different strains yeah, no, going through it I, to cross cut and build tension. I'm not. They're que- masterfully constructed. I'm not questioning the filmmaking aspect of it. I'm igno- I'm talking about physics and how they work in the Fast and Furious world because Vin Diesel flying through a car, catching someone in midair, and a car cushioning his landing. Makes no sense because it's a car. Isn't your favorite movie Kingsman Secret Service? Which but has that's got some of different. The most ridiculous because the, physics because the, in it of because any the Fast, film ever. But the Fast and Furious franchise hasn't set up ridiculous physics. It's just like oh, it th- has. This is serious about street racing and cars, and now suddenly people are flying through the air. It's too jarring. It's a superhero. Kingsman movie. sets it up from the off. From from Fast and Furious Five onwards, or maybe even four. Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Four. Fast, yeah. Tokyo, Tokyo Drift was three. Cool. So from four onwards, four onwards, when the rock comes in, rock was in in five. But okay, four was like the transition from between. five onwards. Yeah. Each movie has slowly ramped up the amount of insanity in it. Yes, they it's have. like Game of Thrones. You don't <laughs> you don't kick off with the dragon, do you? You build it slowly over a series, and then by I mean, the end, it's like full on magic. It drip feeds the idea of this world to you. That's what Fast and Furious did. You've got to separate that opening quadrilogy from what James Wan did. I think it was James Wan. Maybe. Yeah, I don't Justin know. Lang. See, I have I have issue with that because I bloody love Too Fast, Too Furious. It's genuinely a, a film I've watched so many times because I just really like like street racing and cars and stuff like that. And then they just didn't do it anymore. Yeah. Well, this was a tangent. Uh, so congratulations, John Cena. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Fast and Furious. So John, obviously, Hobson Shaw is coming out. That's a Rock film. Yes. And apparently, a lot of the Fast and Furious cast are annoyed with the Rock for going to make that film mm-hmm. when they need everyone to make the Fast and Furious movies. So their next Fast and Furious movie has been delayed. Yeah. It means they're not gonna get paid more mm. uh, for a while. So they were just like, well, no, well, we'll get someone else then. Uh, John Cena. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a work. It probably is a work, but it's quite a fun bit of backstage gossip. Oh, yeah, for sure. Outside of the world of wrestling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we got Paul Heyman coming out to cut a promo. So he started to explain how Brock Lesnar, against (coughs) against Heyman's advice, didn't just cash in on Rollins last Monday Mm -hmm. when Rollins was laid out, beaten with a chair. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so you're going to at least make an effort to explain it. Mm Mm-hmm. But then he then he just filibustered his way out Doesn't. <laughs> and said, well, now we're not going to tell you when we're going to cash it in. Mm-hmm. Like, How is this different from all the other Money in the Bank winners? Literally, the point of the briefcase is you get to pick and choose when you cash it in. It's any place, any time. So that's the benefit you have of winning the match is that you get to choose when it is and you don't have to tell anyone when you can cash it in. They're, sending this, they're putting this as a selling point when it's the norm. Yeah. I don't understand. <coughs> it's literally like, do you like this laptop? It has a screen. Like, yeah, thanks. Like, oh, God, it really frustrated me when he started saying that. Uh, yeah, it was, it, this was, and Paul Heyman is usually a saving grace of the Brock storylines. No matter how wacky they are, Paul can always cut a good promo. I thought this was obviously well delivered, but content wise was really, really problematic. Apart from the end where he did his usual. He teased that Brock might cash in whenever, uh, and he said it'll beat down Rollins so bad it would violate the PG era mm, of WWE. And he said a, a few other things. Um, honestly, at this point, 
I'm kind of tired of Paul Heyman promos. Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. they are they're really well delivered. He's a fantastic promo by all means. But it's the same promo with different words every time. And it's the kind of same thing as Bray Wyatt when it's just it's just words at this point. I'm 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 listening, but I'm not really listening because I know he's just gonna say Brock Lesnar the beast, but he's eat, sleep, conquer, repeat. It's some other catchphrase that he's got, but it's the same thing every single time. And I ju- I just don't get invested anymore in it at all. Which so, sucks because he's great. So Paul Heyman, one of the greatest promos of all time. Yeah. Bray Wyatt, an incredible promo. Yeah. Even they can't keep us engaged if they're doing the same stuff week after week. No. What chance does Shane McMahon have? <laughs> uh, then we got the 24-7 stuff again, still in the lift. Mm-hmm. Uh, Truth says, I oh, I don't want to lose to Hornswoggle. <laughs> yeah. And Drake Maverick says, I'm not Hornswoggle. I'm just a just very, very small, small man. man. Uh, I can relate to that. The Iconics beat some jobbers. Did you write their names down? Did they have names? They, they just did. said San Jose. Oh, no, they did <laughs> say their names. No, I didn't write their names down. It doesn't really matter. No. But um, this this was an extension of the Iconics beating jobber acts that they started about six weeks ago <laughs> yeah. that they haven't done since. And I just thought this was good because you let the Iconics do what they're very good at, and that's cutting promos, which they did at the start of this match. Mm-hmm. Then they got to beat these jobbers in a moment a minute, like in a matter of minutes, to get their moves over, but don't get exposed by having an actual wrestling match. And then they, they get a win. And sure, it's not a super credible win, yeah. but sometimes you just need these wins and you can go, oh, I'm actually looking forward to the eventual match. But they haven't done that. They've lost every single time. Uh, yeah. So it, it's kind of similar with the Lars Lucha stuff. This was good, but you've already run this into the ground Yeah. with other bits you've done. I'm not sure uh, whether I'm just picking it up on this show or they do it a lot on shows and I just haven't noticed before. For some reason on this show, I felt like they really wanted to mention the fact they were in San Jose a mm. lot. Because, like, Rollins mentioned it in his opening program. He goes, oh, what's yeah. up, San Jose? And then they had talking about Bailey and her hometown <coughs> being San Jose and talking about they've mentioned that loads of times during the match. And then they said, oh, these, these two people that are going to be facing today, they're San Jose's finest. And then they put it through. And I was like, why are they talking about San Jose so much? It was really strange to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I picked up on it this time. Maybe they do it a lot and I just haven't noticed. But no, you're right. Reason, they, they did. Yeah. yeah, it was very strange. I don't, I don't know why they do that. But anyway. Then we got a Reigns promo after Super Showdown where he says he's coming for Drew McIntyre and Mm -hmm. that led into the Shane McMahon celebration and then the Revival's tag team title win. Also, someone animated a graphic of WWE having more followers, more Facebook followers than all the other sports promotions. Why? They said... Why waste your time? And it said, like, dominate at the top, (laughs) didn't it? Yeah, it It's a bit weird. (laughs) Dominate. We have more Facebook followers than sports people. (coughs) Look how great we are. And then we got the final part of the 24-7 title bit, which was really funny, I thought. This was the funniest of the bunch. <laughs> that it cuts to the the lift surveillance shot, mm-hmm. and they're just talking about how Drake Maverick's going to get married yep. soon, and they're talking about love yep. and the, the, how to have a successful marriage. Yep. And then they all start to become friends a little bit, and our truth starts to say, hey, should we sing We Are Family? <laughs> But then the doors open, and then they all have to have a mad <laughs> scramble. And the referee's again. there. That's great. And he gets dragged back in the elevator from Carmella. Doesn't get pinned. Doesn't lose his title. But Carmella just drags him back into the elevator, and he manages to get away just in time. Yeah. So it was fun. It was funny. It was funny. Uh, but then we got the Firefly Funhouse, <laughs> which was spectacular. It was. So as a quick recap of what happened, starts with Bray Wyatt. 
uh, putting up a sign on the door that says, Abandon all hope, ye who exit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he, he finds Mercy, the buzzard, trying to eat Rambly Rabbit. And Rat, like, the, he says, You get to go on the stand, Rambly Rabbit, to say your point. So Rambly Rabbit has, like, this sort of mock court thing where he, he issues a statement and he says, I'm, I'm going to expose what's happening here, what's really happening in the Firefly Funhouse. And that's when Bray grabs Rambling Rabbit's mouth and says, no, you've done effed up, boy. <laughs> and throws him on the ground, gets a giant mallet and bashes in the brains of Rambling Rabbit where bits of, like, spread? Orange goo, I want to call it. Comes out of uh, his head and then Bray finishes the episode by saying, this episode is sponsored by Rambling Rabbit Bohemian Breakfast Spread, which is essentially the bodily juices of Rambling Rabbit. It's amazing. Amazing stuff. Like, it, <coughs> genuinely, I would not have imagined something this good could have come out of what it started as. Like, the first time I saw it, I was like, uh, yeah, maybe it's all right. Sure, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But now I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. It's so smart on so many levels. And like when you said when uh, he found Mercy the Buzzard and Random Rabbit, and he had um he put um he said oh we're gonna let fate decide and he put uh, the hands with the gloves on over his uh, over his ears one had hurt and one had healed that he'd seen before so it seems like him letting fate decide is just like listening to the voices in his head mm. let him say what's gonna happen and then and it was like little things later on when he grabbed rambling rabbit by the by the head and stopped him talking he had the hurt glove on because he knew what he was gonna do mm. it's little things like that, that I'm just like oh it's so smart it's so good I love it it's great. I don't, I don't have enough praise for it. I played it to my lady partner because I'm curious mm-hmm. how it plays outside of people who know the Bray character. Yeah. And I just but I said, what? <coughs> Sorry, it was a fiend coming out. Of course. I said, watch this. I gave her no context. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she sat down and she she didn't even know it was a, for, for a wrestling show. Oh, really? And she was like, what's that? It's like, don't hug me, I'm scared. Which, have you ever seen that? I haven't, no. Oh, my God, I'm going to play it to you afterwards. Okay. Uh, it's, it's sort of a, a grotesque kid's series on on youtube they make one episode a year sure it's like four minutes long okay and it's crazy uh but she said oh, is it something like that and i said no it's wrestling i tricked you <laughs> you like wrestling now uh and it she she was genuinely like that's really unsettling and scary yeah uh yeah i like it yeah which was but quite something that, that it can break out of this crappiness of wwe's product mm-hmm. but what i loved the most was and i think it's the first time they've done it when bray and I think this is really important for, for how, how much this episode worked. When Bray goes to bash in Rambling Rabbit's head with the mallet, it's a, it's a shot from the Rambling Rabbit's perspective. Mm-hmm. So you're looking up at Bray, and you're not looking up at Bray in a giant set, uh, like in the, sorry, in the Firefly Funhouse. You're seeing the actual set's stage lights mm-hmm. and, and the rigging above the stage. So it's like, huh. Up until now, you could have made an argument that all of this was inside Wyatt's head Mm -hmm. and it's just a manifestation of his own weird thoughts and stuff. But now it's like a snuff film where this is real life and he's made this in some warehouse somewhere and he's broadcasting and he's potentially kidnapped a lot of children. Mm -hmm. And it just just added an extra layer of darkness to it that's very subtle. Uh, Yeah, I, I thought it was excellent. As always, best part of the show. Always is. By, by a country mile. Absolutely. Now, WrestleTalk.com's Louis Dangor mm-hmm. has a theory. 
Here we go. <laughs> I was about now, to say this. I, I don't think I don't I don't think he's right. I think it's okay. a coincidence because I think all of these episodes were recorded pre WrestleMania and okay. or, or like, you know, way in advance of John Moxley turning up at AEW. Right. And uh, yeah, I think it was all done in advance, so there's no way they could have riffed off this. However, Louis says that the rabbit wanted to expose what was really going on in the funhouse, like how John Moxley <laughs> exposed what was going on to Chris Jericho in the right. podcast. Tenuous thing so far, but sure. Wyatt's face paint mm-hmm. with like a clown with the red nose has the Jericho makeup. Kind the two, very two lines, right? Yeah. Kind of similar. Yeah. Like red lines going down past the eyes. Um, the opening bit where there's a, s- a sign on the door saying, abandon all hope, ye who exit here. Anyone who leaves WWE is going to be rubbish. Right. There's yeah. that. Uh, and Kanichiwa at the start, Bray Wyatt says, mm-hmm. could be about John Moxley in New Japan. Mm. So is it all just a, a barb at John Moxley? Well, given that Louis fell, fell asleep during Raw, not, he might have just dreamed all that. Anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, <coughs> I happen to think no. It's just yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. But, but it is. It's an interesting theory. Pettier things have been done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then we got the main event of Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens that we've already talked about. Um, there was also one more thing, which is Biggie returns to the ring tomorrow night. They oh, I missed revealed. that. Yeah, it's, oh. he's going to be on SmackDown tomorrow. It's going to be New Day versus... Sammy, Kevin, and someone else. Cool. I forget. Six months. Elias. Biggie's coming back. So, yay. <coughs> Excited for that. Um, and I, I said, I... this is where Biggie reveals his attacker's identity, uh, which is going to be like Bray Wyatt or Xavier Woods' heel turn or probably nobody because they'll drop it. They'll drop the storyline. He, he already he said it was Owens. Yeah, and Owens denied it. Huh. Well. No one cares because they've already dropped the story. Yeah, yeah, so, you know. Fun. I mean, they're not going to say who attacked Sami Zayn. No, it exactly. It seems like a really pressing oh question God. as well. That was... Because I Brock got happened. the briefcase yeah, off of that's... that. Um, yeah. I gave it a poor uh, two out of five rating raw. I thought it was really boring and completely missable show, apart mm-hmm. from the three minutes of Firefly Funhouse. Yep. I also thought it was poor. I thought that the uh, triple threat tag team match... Could have been a little bit better, but it was still fine. The six-man tag match earlier in the night was, was also fine, but could have been a little bit better. And Five Five Funhouse was great. Everything else was really, really boring. Let's have our su- su- super chats from Randy Andy Datsun. Yes, I forgot to mention Pete. Mm. Guess how many people have gone... That's not Luke, or Luke looks different. Oh, my God. It's about a million. Uh, yeah, it's great because no lot. one else has made that joke. No, exactly. And did you it's see so uh, New Japan's tweet t- earlier? About yes. They well, say, Pete, see that. Pete also isn't Luke. Um, amazing. No, they say, we know there's a real shortage of professional wrestling on Monday nights, so every week we make a new match from our archives free to watch. This week, um, war between T- Tomoaki Honma and Katsuyori Shibata from 2016. That's great. I love that. Shade. Yeah. Um, we will do the rest of our Super Chats now. So Amac starts us off with, do you think Vince agreed with the Crown Prince to do some long-term storytelling from the Saudi shows, but only for Shane, his special little boy? No. no. I think Shane is very much a Vince project. Yes. Uh, Jobber JJ says, Truth and Maverick are very funny together. But both guys have great comedic timing. Exactly. Uh, Drake Maverick, rock star spud as he used to be, so naturally funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so surprise, surprise, you put funny people together, 
It's funny. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. that's what happens. Uh, Muama Blazevich says Goldberg took a huge dump on his legacy at Snooper Showdown. Yeah, it's a shame. Mm. They should have just booked it to be a four-minute match. Yeah, they really should. I, I feel I feel for Goldberg because he seemed genuinely upset with his little Twitter thing. So exactly. Well, Fight Four report that everyone backstage was really surprised that it went more than four minutes. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's because he got concussed and it, it just lost track. Yeah, maybe. Um, David Esterly <coughs> says, I would rather wait for Triple H to take over. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully yeah. it'll be better. I don't think that... I honestly don't think that much will change. It might be, like, better stories, which would, you know, improve a lot of things, but I think it would still be mostly, like, the same kind of stuff. Mm. He's, still a, he's still a WWE guy at the end of the day. Uh, guy two two three one says Randy Andy Dodson and Chopper Pete are awesome. Just saying, if we're really that awesome, you're able to spell my name right. But well, Dodson's you know. over. Don't Dodson, st- not, no, don't start Randy, Randy Andy Dodson. Dodson. Uh, Judas Black says Shane looked like a big nerd last night. He is a big nerd. Yeah. I hated it. And that promo, Drew cuts this really intense thing where he's staring down the hard cam, being like, I'm going to you know, disfigure Roman Reigns so he's unrecognizable. And then you just hear Shane coming from the back. Oh, you're so intense. That's why I love you, man. It's like, oh, God, you just ruined yeah. everything. Like, you, you, you're making it uncool, Dad. Yeah, it's, it's literally that. This is one of the most terrifying Super Chats I've read in a while. But Here we it go. Is. Joey the Merc says, uh, Spud said there is a surprise on 205 Live tonight. Is it Gargano? Oh no! Oh Christ! Yeah, he did. He did a Twitter video where he just said, "We're gonna get a definitive challenger for Tony Nice, and just to, to make it up for the fans because I've been distracted with Raw and SmackDown in the twenty four seven cycle, I'm gonna bring a surprise to two or five. So it definitely is. No, 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 jacked that's true um casey sukovsky says if i'm not supposed to watch wwe weekly am i not supposed to watch all of the friends episodes <coughs> or seinfeld every or any other tv show what huh i think because it's a story like oh is that the thing i think it's mentioned on another podcast where it's like oh well you're not supposed if they're catering to fans that don't watch the week to week program so they're trying to catch you up with all the things that you might have missed and all that stuff. Mm. So they're saying, well, if I'm not supposed to watch weekly, then I won't watch any other TV show weekly. That doesn't make any sense. I should watch. They should. They should do the program as if it's a weekly yeah. show. Yeah. 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 So, so I mean, it's a it's a soap opera. It's a continuing drama. Exactly. So it, the, the storyline should progress and characters should progress from week to week. It's not like a sitcom where you just pick a random twenty minute episode. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't think that follows. Yeah. Uh, Raymond Jones says it'll be Reigns, Usos, and Seth versus Shane, Drew, and the Revival in the next feud. Awesome. Ollie is uh, smiling behind that um, microphone. He looks really happy. He's not. Um, Dustin Pylon, Pylon says, uh, apart from Shane, Lacey's half of the promo and the unnecessary talking before, before the six-man tag. I thought this was a four out of five show. I'm, I'm so glad I you're happy. Each to their own. Yeah, I'm glad you're happy. I'm mm-hmm. glad, Dustin. Uh, Kiki Siki says, Samoa Joe to Hollywood could be a great bad guy. 
Hey, he he's could. a good actor. Ain't he's intense as well. I know. And his half of the promo that he had with Miz, content wasn't great. He's so good at delivering mm. stuff that I'm still like, huh, that I was still really good. Film. He could be a great henchman. He'd be mm, amazing. Yeah. Great second to a already done guy. a Bond film. Yeah. Uh, Adam <coughs> mm, says, Where's, where are the Viking Raiders War Machine experience? Do you know where they are? Main event. Did you see EC3 on main event? His entrance. Oh, he's so sad. I, like the, someone did a comparison yeah. and he's just pointing at his EC3. Yeah, he just kind of slowly walks down yeah. to the ring. Oh, I felt so it's bad. Really bad. Uh, Aaron Bono says nothing, but thank you very much for your donation. Thank you. Thank you. Jobber JJ says Seth couldn't sell and used condom. He got, oh, I, I guess because Seth uh, thinks selling is just taping up your torso and then wrestling like it's not a thing. Oh, yeah, okay. I guess so. so weird so way to Seth, phrase it, but yes. Seth can't sell is, is what I think. Yeah, he's what he's saying. trying to say. And I, th- yeah. I think there is uh, an argument for that, yeah. 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 I hate, I hate when they just strap themselves up. It's just like, okay, that'll help. Maybe your sex tape. Um, <laughs> Tim Art says... <laughs> I hear you saying WWE will put in more effort when they move to Fox. I still don't think that will make it a good product. What Vince thinks is good obviously isn't what we think is good. Hey, he's pulled out stuff in the past. Vince, he has. you know, all the good... There has been good stuff, like Firefly Funhouse. That is Vince approved. It got on telly. So we but do can't... do you think he actually th- was like, thought it was going to work, or did you think he was like, oh, we'll let him do it? And then... Well, well, he's stuck with it. Well, I will say, though... It. That's not Vince created. It's Vince approved, <coughs> not Vince created, though. So I think if they're going to move to Fox and do the week program, it needs to be Vince created. Yeah, I, d- I, I doubt it, Vince walked up to Bray and went, hey, I've got this great idea for this new thing. Yeah, like if, they, if they're going to be putting in more effort for Fox, it will be Vince putting in more effort, not like the writers, because they're already putting in effort, is what I'd say. So I think it'll be more Vinceified, if anything. Uh, Jaden Rodriguez says, "I am up for the Nintendo Direct, uh, but I got a no- I got a Wrestle Ramble notification." Oh, so, so well, second choice. The, the Nintendo Direct starts in forty minutes, so good timing. Oh, okay, mm. yeah, cool. Well, we've yeah, go over to Screen Stalker and subscribe to our video game channel there because we're we're covering all the E three news this week. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Brilliant new daily gaming news. Show, yeah, which we still don't really have a catchy title for, but it's okay. uh, Mason Sutton. Thank you very much for your <coughs> duo of uh donations. Thank uh, you. Tomo says, I'm not Hornswoggle, Tomo. I'm just a small man. You're a great man, Tomo. Mm. Yeah, uh, Clifford Miller that. says, Kevin Smith is a WWE fan. Question mark. Chopper is silent Bob. <laughs> you ever had that before? No. I've never had Silent Bob. Are you being sarcastic? No, no, no. I'm being legit. Good. I've never heard that comparison before, honestly. I don't know who Silent Bob is. You know Bob what is? I've got? You Wait. don't know who Silent Bob is? Oh, man. Come on. Oh, Even I Jay know and Silent Bob. Kevin Jay and Smith. Silent Bob. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the one comparison I've had more than once, which has baffled me, is David Tennant. And I'm no. like, I'm like, I'm nothing like him. And multiple people have told me that. Have like, you shaved off your beard, maybe? It might have been when I had a shorter beard, maybe. Mm. I get the yeah. rock a lot. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Well, that, that that's that's very clear. Yeah. yeah. Um, Adam Pearson says, "Can Joe validate the U.S. title this time?" Well, I hope so, but I mean, it doesn't seem that way. He has also the talent to. It's whether <laughs> it's whether they want him to or not, because he definitely has the talent to. But Adrian Wells says, "Who should be Bray Wyatt's first feud, and when should Brock cash in?" 
Uh, Brock should cash in at SummerSlam now, and Bray's first feud should be against Jobbers. Just have him coming out, get over the act, because I am scared how this work, how how this act is going to work in the ring. Just some really scared Jobbers looking uh, scared. Yeah, I, I don't want it to be where he beats someone up and then he's like, Sh- "What should I do now?" Yeah, talking to his hands. Yeah, but then maybe that will work, and he goes into the corner and he puts on the theme mask and he does something horrible. Like yeah. That could also get over. I guess it it, it just depends <coughs> how it works in the ring, but we won't know until he starts doing it. Yeah, I want him to debut in the ring soon. Because because the thing is, on paper, this shouldn't work. If if you said what the Firefly Funhouse is and the gimmick that it is, doesn't work on mm. paper. Like, if you describe that to him, maybe like, that sounds ridiculous. No way. But it absolutely works. So if you say on paper, or if he listens to his hands, no, that's not going to work in the ring. It might. That's the thing. It just depends on how it works, on the delivery of it. Undertaker came mankind. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't work, but did. Jay the Extreme Gamer, thank you very much for your donation. Sparks Entertainment says Wyatt and Dr. Shelby would be an interesting promo. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the end game for all this. I'd like to see Dr. Shelby make a cameo. <coughs> At some point, Dr. Shelby just comes up, just sees Bray, and then immediately he's just okay. like... <laughs> or like, He starts to have a talk with him and then immediately realises all the trauma that's gone in his head and just like screams and runs off or mm. something because he can't handle all the stress inside his head. Uh, I don't know, something like that. Luis funny. Jamie Perez uh, sat down last night to watch Raw from my DVR, decided to delete it while saying, I'll just watch Five Five Fun House on YouTube later. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Smart. wise. That's Smart wise. choice. Sam Lee, thank you for your donation. Caleb Maldonado says, Chopper Pete, any thoughts on the new Avengers game? The faces look rubbish. We'll have more on that at Screen more Stalker. More on that Screen Stalker today. Uh, Jonathan Barube Barube says appreciate all the hard work you guys do and thanks for getting me through my recovery from ankle surgery with that said why is Cole introducing Five Five Funhouse <coughs> weren't they supposed to be random yeah it hasn't been yeah. recently I just I don't get why still on the eighth week it cuts back to Cole he goes what was that <laughs> say You've been promoting it <laughs> earlier in the night. It doesn't even make sense within the confines of your right. own episode. It makes zero sense, but that's WWE yeah. for you. Yes, and get better soon, Jonathan, for your ankle mm, surgery. Yeah. Nick Quiljo says, Bray is carrying the company. I hope his back is okay. Mm, yeah, hopefully. Tim Arndt says, WWE gets so much heel heat, they could recreate the Saudi Arabia climate. <laughs> <laughs> Actual. Good one. I agree. Real feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, job at JJ says jobbers are the best. Nearly eight million views on YouTube. I don't know. Oh, what. for the twenty-four-seven title segments, probably. Ah, right. Oh, yeah. They're doing really well. I mean, but we always well. said that it's 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 a title and and division designed to really be shared on social media. Absolutely. It's, it's working. Look at this funny thing that happened in an airport or on a golf yeah. course. Jonathan Barubs uh, says, "You did you see Owen's line about the wild card? We yes. did. That was great. That was great. So he said, uh, it was in the opening <laughs> promo when he first came out and said, oh, I've got Sammy's back. And he said, and because I'm here from the wild card, whatever that means, hmm. I'm going to do this thing today. Yeah, it was quite funny. Uh, Sly Guy 2021, thank you for your donation. Thank Jobber you. JJ says, Pete, FNF is more log- logical than WWE. What is FNF? Fast and Furious. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, you got a point. You got me there. Um, Ivan Drago says, agree with Ollie, the Fast and Furious franchise is great because it proved that The Rock has the power to divert nuclear missiles with his bare hands. <laughs> when he kicks a missile on the ice, 
to reroute it. Shut up, Pete. I've seen that happen in if, real life, Pete. If those guys are superheroes, that's fine. Right? That's, that's what they are. But they haven't been set up to be superheroes. They're guys. Uh, Magnus Bernstrom says, which one is better, Judas Effect or the women's right? I like the Judas Effect. Judas Effect, Judas effect is, is better. Is, it's better, but it still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nathan Hansen says, they ruined EC3 watches into a main event. We've discussed yeah. yep. that. Danny Boy DeVito says, read an article on a cool website, which is WrestleTalk.com, um, that said the episode of Five Five Finance was a jab at Rose Moxley. That's good. S word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, go and read. The, have have your say. Maybe maybe yeah. you think it is. And Such read good all the other well. articles on there as well. Maybe mm. make it your homepage. Written. Um, Bookmark Michael Lockett says it's rambling rabbits, viscous acidic liquid. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm, perfect viscous, for breakfast. Viscous acidic uh, acidic liquid spells Val. Mm. So can Val. Fan theory confirmed. Uh, Keith Fry says I'm still up and down on the 24/7 title. Yeah. Yeah. Much That's like fair. an elevator. Hey. <laughs> Mike good. Martin, too. does two messages in a row. First is, if that evil doink doesn't work, please call him Nickeldaft the Clown, since AW already signed evil donk and the Juggalos. Did they? Um, the more you know. Not huh. I've seen. Um, Mike Martin, too, says, P.S. My four-year-old screamed, No, Sammy, no, not Kevin, not the mid-card of evil. Daddy, it's all Baron's fault. I blame you, Ollie, <laughs> and I'm good. Smart kid. Mm. <laughs> Very smart. Uh, Nate Dropped Surname says, Good to see Pete on the review. Dibs on Chopper Pete's number one fan title. Oh, Ooh. here we go. We've got another section starting up. Mm. Pete section. The Pete section. Hell yeah. Uh, Ivan Drago says, Is <laughs> Rambling Rabbit just the Kenny McCormick of... Firefly Funhouse. I don't know who that is. I don't know who Kenny McCormick That is. brings... I know. I feel like he's a sports guy, right? Are we all Googling on air? Yeah, yeah. we're Googling... Oh, oh it's, it's from South it's Park. It's Kenny. It's Kenny <laughs> from South Park. They killed Kenny. Yes, he is. He's died twice now, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, some sports guy, Pete. Yeah, some sports uh, guy. Jobber JJ who says, Great to say we can all help Sammy for Syria. Good point. Yes. We raised so much money for Sammy for Syria mm. last Friday in the Super Showdown live stream. All your Super Chats, which amounted to $1,514.15. Yes. Nice. Amazing stuff. So that went over that too. incredible. So unfortunately, I wanted to do it as WrestleTalk, but yeah. it went through the PayPal. So oh, no. <laughs> it just says Ollie Davis. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take, if, if you want to think that was all me yeah, personally. totally you. Yeah. But yes, thank you so much. Sammy. Thank you so much for your donation. <laughs> Jason Jimerson Jimerson says, what is EC3 drinking out of that cup? Uh, probably Nothing. his career. Oh. Rocky Balboa, thank you very much for your donation. Thank you. Very generous. Uh, Valab Mami, Mami Dipudi says, what is the deal uh, with putting the belts on the revival? Weren't they supposed to be buried? Well, they've obviously got uh, an idea to use them in the Shane McMahon comedy backup yeah I, I think some people might think that this is some sort of incentive for them not to leave after the contracts expire again like it was the first time I don't think it is though I think it's, just, it's a story piece between them and the Usos and part of that story with Shane McMahon they're just people that the Usos can beat eventually is what I think it is so yeah reportedly their contracts don't expire till early next year so yeah. mm-hmm. they might well use go. them yeah. uh, Aaron Bono says WWE drop storylines <laughs> faster than cheap porn yeah 
Another weird analogy. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like it. Um, Robert Santiago, thank you very much for your donation. And lastly is John Marth, who says, just woke up, might have missed it. Sorry, but have you addressed Velveteen Dream's Instagram story yet? Mm. Also, Pete, what do you think of the next Smash Bros. DLC will be? So is that part of the Nintendo... It's part of the Nintendo Direct. They said they're going to announce the next DLC fighter (coughs) for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, I think it's either going to be something to do with... No. It's going to be something to do with Link's Awakening, which I think they're probably going to talk about, or it's going to be another Fire Emblem character for Fire Emblem Three Heroes, which will be really anticlimactic if it is because there's so many sword boys already. Subscribe to Screen Stalker Subscribe to get all Stalker. the E3 news all throughout the week. Yeah. What a channel. Tomorrow we'll be talking about channel. Nintendo. Um, so what was the other question? Velveteen Dream's Instagram Oh, story. yeah. So I haven't, seen, I haven't seen about this. Yeah, so it? it's, a, it's a story where it's just like Vince McMahon is the most amazing writer. Uh, st- and, and he goes into like how Star Wars is created by George Lucas. And you've got to love it all. You can't dismiss the ones where George Lucas yeah. went over the top with the prequels. Yeah. Um, it, it's heel work. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, it was a heel thing to annoy He's... the exact fans that like him because he doesn't want you to like him. He wants you to boo him. He's not a heel, though. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he's got that, <coughs> but part of his character is very egotistical. I guess. I, I, to me, it read as a character-based thing to get heat. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, you're right. He is. He isn't so much of the old he's, heel train. He's he's a tweener now. So we've got an email. We'll do a quick outro because we also had more technical difficulties. Uh, we've got a Russell Talk Get Better. Uh, and this one comes from Blake Ham, I think. Uh, Blake Ham? Blake Ham. Literally, his surname is Ham. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's Mr. Amazing. Ham. Mr. Ham. Blake's a pretty cool first name anyway. Yeah. I was re- trying to read the end, of the, uh, the end of the email to make sure it was Blake Ham. It is Blake Ham. where you find out. He says, can you leave me anonymous at the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that's why I read the bottom first. I, d- I feel like he's put words into a a, a, a randomizer. <laughs> it's just he's got like, Blake my Ham. name is now Blake Ham. <laughs> well, this is a very cool email. So he says, it's a Russell Talk Get Better. And he says, this Russell Talk Get Better is less of a celebration of my progress, but more to hold myself accountable to get better. I'm currently tipping the scales at 235 pounds or 106 kilos for Ollie. You've got you've to announce that like a ring, a ring, introdu- <laughs> a ring introduction. Weighing in at 235 pounds. Blake Officially Ham. a heavyweight in WWE. Blake Ham. Yeah, if you're a heavyweight, Blake Ham is a good... good Blake <laughs> Ham. What a meaty lad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and while I've gotten stronger and more muscular by lifting every day, my biggest problem with turning my fat into muscle is my diet. I'm 20 years old with my third child on the way. Yes, I know, he puts in brackets. My new job I've gotten to put my wife... My new job I've gotten to put my wife through nursing school doesn't make it easy to A, diet well as I'm working off two weeks at a time, or B, go to the gym as much as I used to. I'm 20 years old, my third child on the way. Yes, I know, again. Hmm. And between taking care of my children, work, and doing my undergrad for law school, I sometimes find myself what? overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I can no see kidding. that. So he says, now I'm asking that the Wrestle Talk crew hold me accountable to get into better shape. Much love, Blake from Texas. And he's included a picture of himself, his... Uh, wife i think he said and his two lovely Whoa, children you look in shape he looks amazing he looks really good like yeah everyone does it's a very cute wow. family yeah so y- you can get better if you want to but you're i pretty- feel like this is just a humble bride 
<laughs> he said this yeah. thing to be like, just kidding, I'm actually amazing. I've, uh, yeah, I've really got to get better because I'm only learning law. <laughs> I've only got a wonderful, lovely family. <coughs> I look amazing. I only weigh 235 pounds of purely muscle. Yeah, well. Yeah. And, and my name's Blake Hat. And my name is Blake You Ham. are winning in all areas. I know. And he's got a wife going through nursing school as well. Like, that's just winning on all, yeah, well s- done. On all senses. That's so. You piece I mean, of crap. Yeah. Right. Well, well, sort your life out. Come on, Blake. Get it, get it together, mate. Um, we'll do a quick <laughs> uh, 80% fact before we go then. Um, so we said... Oh, it won't always be this short, folks. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, this was just teething issues on the first exactly. non-Luke day. <laughs> Luke's <where> not here. <laughs> despite all the instructions he left us, <laughs> we still... Well, we, we just couldn't position the camera. <laughs> that was the main not bit. Even, he doesn't... <laughs> doesn't even usually do that. No, yeah. but somehow the camera was out of position and we couldn't get it right. Again, but anyway. Hmm? Are you ill again? Yeah. yeah. It's come back. But the thing is, you, you take so many health supplements. No one else in the office does and no one else ever gets ill. Yeah, and I haven't been ill for five years. <laughs> and now I'm, and apart now, from that one time two years, years ago. As soon as you've hired me, you've gotten ill. That's well, what it is. I used to work completely solitary. I would just go into the studio, mm-hmm. record everything, go back home, edit it. And now I've started getting all your virus people along. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens person. when Simon turns up ill, I get ill. I haven't. I only get migraines. That's not being ill. That is just having a one-day thing. Your bad attitude is contagious, though. <laughs> That's the problem with you, Andy. <laughs> okay, really quickly, 80% fact. We've got James Dillon, who emails in saying, Hello, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Pete, housemate Hyman, Blair, Tootie, Joe, and Natalie. You guys are really growing, he says all in brackets. Folks. Sure. Uh, and pi- Blake Ham. And Blake Ham. Now everyone has to say <laughs> hi to Blake Ham. Uh, so he says, Pirates didn't. You piece of crap. <laughs> say, and also Blake Ham, you piece of crap. Get better, Blake Ham. Um, he says, Pirates didn't wear eye patches because of injuries. They wore them to keep one eye adjusted to the dark. This way, when attacking a ship or going to the decks below that usually have zero lighting, the pirate can switch the patch to the other eye and immediately be able to see where he was going or if he was about to be attacked. Later, guys, James. <laughs> That's an 100% fact. Yeah, I also have heard this, so I assume it is correct. That's a fundamental part to the lead character in my unpublished sci-fi epic. Oh, of course. Yeah, she can see into the future using similar... And also the dark. Like, no, 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 just, she, she has to have... She's, she's a, the iPad. She's a precog in training, and it's like <laughs> training, training wheels for people who can see the future. Okay, sure. Yeah, anyway, it's good. It, it, it works out. Anyway, I'll write is, it one day. This has been the Rest of Ramble podcast. Uh, we don't have much time. We really need to go because we've got one minute to go. Well done, Pete. So uh, how does Luke do outros? God, well, I you also need to bit. say people, tell people to email you. Yeah, Pete that's it. at com. Yeah, so Luke's not here for about two weeks. So <laughs> if you guys want emails in for the podcast for the next two weeks, email them to Pete at WrestleTalk.com and I will see them instead of Luke. Uh, and that will just make everything easier because then you won't. Luke won't get them until he's back after two mm. weeks if you keep emailing him. So uh, if there's any that he hasn't forwarded me, because uh, he forwarded me a few, like a dozen or so for the podcast stuff, if there's any that he hasn't forwarded me, they're probably still on the backlog that will get read after he comes back. Chances are. But anyway, we really need to go because we're late. So this has been the. How does he do outro? Really? Rest Ramble podcast, and I love, you, I love you. Goodbye. You yeah. can do your own thing. Oh my god. Um, Just come up with an fe- iconic catchphrase right now, Pete. Of course. It's not hard. Snap or tap. Um, see, I did a Daniel Bryan thing when he was on NXT. Anyway, um, this has been the Restaurant Podcast. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you all. Love you all. Thank you. Goodbye. 
Mm. I know, it was basically Luke's. <laughs>